Welcome to Day Zero Update for November 11th, 2020. I'm your host, Chris Logi. I'm Brian Perkins. And I'm Dan Victoria. And yeah, Craig is drunk this week, so... Yeah. We're not using our handy-dandy uh, Discord recording tools. Nope, we so, are back to Skype. So yeah, if it sounds worse this week, uh, that is why. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Apparently, uh, apparently, Craig got had a little too many at the Halloween party last night, and he's still sleeping it off. Yeah, it was acting awfully weird, so we're back here on Skype. I guess trusty Skype for today. I don't know. Yeah. It's an oxymoron, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, as for the show itself, we have a ton of news this week. Yep, we're now uh, officially in the holiday season, so... Yeah, of course the week we needed everything to be uh, rock solid the most uh, fell apart, so... Yep! <laughs> we are... Uh, we're going to be okay today, but uh, yeah, we got a bunch of stuff here. A bunch of next-gen next news for the new consoles coming out here, uh, mm-hmm. as well as uh, Nintendo Direct uh, for mm. third-party stuff, so... Yep. We'll get to all of that after we talk about what we've been playing... And uh, I will start here with Rocket League being my usual weekly uh, thing. Uh, been playing a bunch this week. The Halloween or the yeah the Halloween event here ends tomorrow, so hmm. been playing a bunch of that. Uh, doing better than I've been uh, the past couple of weeks. But right. Not really making any inroads on that stuff uh, as far as getting my ranks back up to the heights I've seen. So that's uh, disappointing. But oh well, I'm having fun along the way. And still getting plenty of uh, plenty of unlockables and all that, so yeah, it's uh, it's chugging along. Uh, also, been playing some Noita, uh, playing a few runs here and there. That's uh, still a fun game. And one of the things they they added either with 1.0 or uh, during the bit of break I had during that game uh, towards the end was sort of a way of telling you like, hey, here's all the the stuff that's in the game. And here's all the stuff that you've seen. Sort of like a Binding of Isaac does. Yeah, uh, with that, and the they didn't do any sort of resets uh, from early access to launch, so I still have a bunch of stuff uh, that's already on there. And so mm-hmm. when it tells me, like, hey, you've seen something new, you've unlocked something new, uh, it takes me a bit to feel it, figure out what it was. Uh, but that's okay. It's, it's how roguelikes are. You kind of mm-hmm. suss it out and figure out what, uh, what's all new. And all that, but yeah, that's been still a lot of fun to watch Watch things burn. Because uh, they have mm. plenty of things in each of the levels that uh, explodes and burns things, or I guess in the ice levels melts things. Mm. Uh, and plenty of nice little perks that uh, can help you exploit things or make you all the more vulnerable. But uh also been mm. playing Time Spinner. Uh, I'm getting to a point where I can see where it's uh, going for the end. Uh, but mm-hmm. for right now, it is... Uh, uh, chugging along, kind of at a point where I need to look up uh, what I'm supposed to be doing next, because I'm uh, a little bit kind of lost, I guess. Uh, but I do have uh, a lot of good abilities. I can swim. I guess that's what you call it. It's more of a sink. Because uh, hmm. when you have... It's sort of like a symphony that I, you have all your like relics that you can turn on and off as you hmm. need to. And this has the same thing, but when you get the swimming, uh, instead of just floating on top of the water, you just sink. Uh, and so you just press jump to kind of go up, uh, hmm. but your natural state is just sinking all the way to the bottom. So it's less swimming and just kind of not floating anymore. Hmm. Uh, 
So that can be a little bit weird when you're just trying to like take your familiars and have them uh, take out some of the easy water enemies because some of the, like there's uh, flies that are around these areas and they just fly at you and if you're floating on the water it no longer recognizes you as being around. So it just mm-hmm. makes it easy for your familiar to go find them and kill them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of thing. So, uh, But when you sink... Uh, you may get further away than they can like hone in on enemies. So it's a little hmm. bit of a weird thing, right? Sometimes if I'm just trying to grind out levels for my familiar, I have to turn off the swimming, but otherwise it's fine. Uh, hmm. Still enjoying that game a lot, and story-wise it's kind of neat. The way it plays with your ability to uh, change things in the, the older timeline versus the new, and how that kind of affects it. Uh, especially because hmm. you get some like codex updates uh, that can like tell you like, Oh, this is what's going on now because of what you did in the past, uh, ah. that kind of stuff. So kind of neat the way they play with the time stuff, uh, hmm. but it doesn't really change anything too much, but yeah, that's been largely it. And just kind of get my PS five accessories this week. Uh, hmm. I was going to do a bit where I plug in my uh, dual sense and use it as a mic on the, on the PC, which is a hmm. thing that you can do. Uh, but I don't want to mess with anything. Uh, this week, so maybe we'll do that next week uh, if Craig behaves. But uh, yeah, Brandon, what have you been doing? Well, uh, I have still been playing uh, Cold Steel Four. Um, I'm sort of getting along in that game. Uh, man, though, did they front load the hell out of that game with that prologue? <laughs> um, yeah, basically before like the main plot stops, it kind of starts. I mean. It uh, kind of starts off with uh, a sort of immediate, uh, immediate continuation of the events as they end in the in Cold Steel Three, with uh, seeing the, the Great Twilight slowly sort of sweep its way across the Erebonian Empire and the way it affects people. Um, then you flat you flash over to uh, uh, one of that huge facility that's underneath Crossbell, and then you see uh, where a bunch of the characters from the Trails in the Sky series and the uh, Trails of Azure and Trails Zero show up. Um, so you've got Estelle Bright and Joshua Bright from the, from uh, Trails in the Sky are there, along with uh, Lloyd Banning, and uh, I think her name's Kia from uh, the Crossbell arc. And basically they're underneath this facility. If if you if you remember it in Cold Steel 3, it's that it's where like a big chunk of like the quote unquote dungeon part of the Crossbell part of that game took place. It's that area. Um, because basically it's starting to it's got something to do that Ouroboros and Black Workshop are taking part in, and the sort of like spread of the Great Twilight sort of doesn't really have its origins, but it has something to do with spreading it. Um, and then that part ends, and then we're immediately uh, back with the members of the second generation of Class 7, uh, and the first generation of Class 7 as well. All in uh, where uh, Emma grew up, um, basically the witch village. Uh, yeah, and um, that's just the prologue. 
<laughs> yeah, um, the very beginning of the game is pretty much does the anime thing of like, you know, uh, telling the story that you know you probably should have heard in, in, in the first game. Which but is yeah. especially funny because <laughs> you consider that game has like the that game literally in the main menu has like a recap feature. Yeah, like but, underneath you know, it. Again, like the, the, the recap feature is entirely text, and it's really hard to get into. But it, it, it's funny when, when you're um, well, when you were talking about the character. I, I like how you mentioned Kia first. When uh, Kia is actually like the main part of uh, the first Crossbell game because she's actually like uh, part part Septarian, and like basically that whole hour pretty much spoiled the entire uh, Crossbell duology. So I was like, oh, okay, they go, they win there right away. Yeah. See, I haven't, I haven't played those games yet. I need to get with Pat so he can send me a, send me a, send, send me a, the version with a translation. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, basically now you, I have uh, regrouped with uh, Muse and the Rakshana, uh, and we're now sort of like getting our group back together. Um, we still have a couple more singularities that we have to deal with before we can find Reen. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's still great. You know, it's like, it, it's amazing how they have all these freaking pot, plot lines and somehow they can manage to balance them relatively well. Uh, but, um, yeah. You ended up buying the game physical, right? Yeah. Okay. There was a, a, a lot of drama surrounding the release last week because people that bought the digital version of the game couldn't get into like three days later. Yeah, total travesty. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I have the uh, uh, physical version. Yeah, um, but yeah, that game's great. Um, they're finally like reintroducing the whole uh, Panzer Soldat angle as well. So I've gotten into a couple of giant robot fights. Um, yeah, um, I guess. There is that part where they, on top of playing uh, that card game, there's also a match three thing that comes in at some point. Yep, pump pump party. Yeah. Um, yeah. That game was also a mini game in the crossball games. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah. So other than that, I've also start. I'm still trying to play Kaiserreich, and just like last time, it is absolutely kicking my ass because I suck at these types of games. Um, uh, Kaiserreich, for those of you who don't know, it's a, it was originally a mod for Hearts of Iron 4 that sort of branched off and became its own thing. Um, and it's basically uh, one of those grand strategy games where you're not only just doing warfare, but you're also having to do about like resource management and you know, economics and all that stuff. And I like playing these games, but I'm terrible at them. Um, there's so many little things that happen in those games that you have to keep track of that I just get kind of overwhelmed at some point, and everything just kind of falls apart. But uh, it's fun watching it fall apart, so there you go. Uh, all right, Dan Reb, what about you? Yeah, uh, for me... Um, I didn't really do much gaming aside from uh, last night. Um, I played some Animal Crossing. It was it's Halloween, and you know I've been a fan of Animal Crossing since, since the beginning, but I've never actually it's never actually held my interest through Halloween, and mm -hmm. this is the first time where I'm actually playing it at the same time. So I spent all month 
you know, buying one candy a day from the store just so I could be ready. Because uh, when you're playing the game on Halloween, uh, your animal friends will come up to you asking you for candy. So it'll be a trick or a treat. So you have, you have a choice. You can give them candy or you can be tricked. And in this case, what they do is they change your appearance. And the only way you can get your appearance changed back to the way it was is by finding a, a nearby mirror and, you know, go ahead and changing it. Um, in addition to that, they also give you some reactions that you can use because uh, that, that's one of the ways you can, you can communicate with other people or other animals. Mm-hmm. And then when you give them candy, um, they give you various um, Halloween gifts and furniture. And um, I actually really like a lot of the uh, furniture for Halloween uh, this time around. Like as opposed to what we had for Easter and all the other holidays we had so far, I feel like this by far was the strongest event. Um, the main thing is that after five o'clock, once the Halloween festivities begin, in addition to the animals trick or treating, um, there's this guy named Jack who is uh, a pumpkin who's, who's, who's a jack o' lantern, and basically you have to give him uh, candy or lollipops. Lollipops are his favorite, and he ends up giving you even better items. He even gives you a, a or a, a costume and masks so you can look like him. So when you go into other animals' houses, um, if they don't think you're scary enough, they won't give you anything. But if you go in there dressed up as Jack, they'll give you candy. So, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it was a pretty cool event to uh, take part in, and I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, I think that was the longest time I've spent playing Animal Crossing, like, in months. So that was totally enjoyable. Um, after that, considering we had an extra hour due to, due to uh, you know, um, the time change, um, I played some Hyrule Warriors. Uh, I played the Age of Calamity demo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just 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 to forewarn everybody, like I'm I'm not that big of a Muso fan. Uh, I'm not a fan of dungeon crawlers in general. Um, hack and slashes just don't really do much for me. But um, this one is uh, pretty cool. I mean, the the fact that you're going into the lore of uh, uh, of uh, Breath of the Wild's um, uh, tragedy, uh, if you will, uh, definitely makes it a little more interesting. Um, so of course you start off playing Link, and then um, all of a sudden, um, a big tower sprouts out from the ground, and all of a sudden you have uh, access to the um, Sheikah Slate abilities that you have in Breath of the Wild. And mm-hmm. they actually really make the gameplay really fun. So you're mm-hmm. playing it like it, it, it doesn't essentially feel like Zelda gameplay, but mm-hmm. once you start um, integrating all of the Breath of the Wild stuff into it, it becomes a whole lot more enjoyable. Um, mm-hmm. So with that, um, I got to experience Link. And then I got to experience Impa. Um, and Impa is pretty much like using a, a ninja from Naruto in the game because she has like all these jutsu moves that she would mm-hmm. use to uh, destroy her enemies. And eventually we have uh, control of Zelda who uses the Sheikah Slate and its abilities to uh, take care of the enemies as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there, there, there's a lot in here. Um, and then the, after the, the initial two missions, it opens up the map to give you some more side quests and other little quests. And then each corner of the map had access to the Divine Beasts. But as soon as I got ready to try those out, uh, the game locked me out because that's because the, de- the demo ended. So, yeah, um, I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. So I think I'll, I definitely will be picking this up on day one. I just don't know if I'll be playing it right away. When does that game it, come out? Uh, it comes out um, November 11th. Or, yeah, the 20th. It was the day after Cyberpunk's original release. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah, you can check out the demo right now. It's and I think you get to play like the first chapter with the save carrying over Mm -hmm. uh, for the full game. All right. Yeah. So yeah, that is uh, that's some probably some smaller stuff than we maybe have this time of year, but that's because the new consoles are kind of holding back some things. 
Uh, but yeah, let's get to, uh, yeah, it's a new month. So we got new stuff from PlayStation Plus and Games with Gold. Yep. Uh, let's start with Games with Gold here because it is the least eventful of the two. Yeah. Uh, they are, even with the new consoles coming up, not really doing much there. Um, yeah, so the first here, uh, as of today, uh, you can get mm-hmm. Origami Shadow Edition uh, for the main Xbox One games, uh, which I played that. It's a, it's a pretty neat little uh, stealth game uh, with some nice style to it. Uh, nothing really too amazing about it. Uh, the second game on the 16th is a game called Swim Sanity, which, reading the uh, description earlier, makes it sound like it's an underwater MOBA, mm-hmm. uh, sort of side-scrolling game, uh, which is weird. Uh, yeah, kind of weird choice for this uh, role, uh, for the second mm-hmm. game. So they yeah. do mention in the description they've added solo play modes. Uh, so maybe there's some better stuff there, but it's a game that came out a few months ago. And, uh, I wonder if it's just here because it was probably uh, pretty cheap and uh, something they could get that most people haven't played. I don't know. But yeah, it's not really anything here that's uh, too exciting. But for the the older stuff they have here on the first, they've got Full Spectrum Warrior. Mm-hmm. Uh which is a weird, weird game. Uh, it's kind of a tactics game, I guess. Yeah. Kind of designed as like a training aid for the the army, the U.S. Army. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's supposed to be like a simulator of sorts, so you're kind of commanding some troops, that kind of stuff. And it's like a whole weird thing that got actually released on consoles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's your number of first game. On the 16th, it is Lego Indiana Jones uh, in the original... Adventures, mm. uh, which is the the first three movies. This came out like mm-hmm. right before Crystal Skull came out. Uh, so yeah, you get a lot of that stuff, and then they put out a second game that uh, remixed some of the stuff from the first three movies and added a new uh, Crystal Kingdom of the Crystal Skull uh, stuff to it as well. Mm. So that one, that's a pretty solid game in the pre-voice era. Of Lego games, so it's a it's an okay month. Not really anything that's gonna make you be excited about being subscribed for that benefit. Uh, for PlayStation Plus, since there's a new console coming out, uh, Sony kind of detailed uh, the PlayStation Plus collection as being available for PS5 uh, with, jeez, uh, what is this about twenty games, something like that? Mm-hmm. Let me see. It is. 20 games, 10 from the first party, Bloodborne, Days Gone, Detroit Become Human, God of War, mm-hmm. Infamous, Second Son, Ratchet and Clank, The Last Guardian, The Last of Us Remastered, Until Dawn, and Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. Mm-hmm. All really good games right there. Yep, all worth playing. Yeah. Uh, third party games, uh, they've got Batman Arkham Knight, Battlefield 1, Call of Duty Black Ops 3, Zombie Chronicles Edition, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, Fallout 4, Final Fantasy XV Royal Edition, Monster mm-hmm. Hunter World, Mortal Kombat X, Persona 5, and Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Uh, which, mm-hmm. pretty much all those are worth checking out. Uh, as well, so... That just for... Uh, yeah, before PS5 members, but you can redeem that stuff, and I assume you'll be able to play it on PS4. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but yeah, if you play it on PS5, you get, you know, benefits like loading, uh, better loading times and any more stable frame rates for those games that have unlocked frame rates on them. Mm. Uh, so it should be generally a better experience there. And if you missed, uh, the PS4 generation completely or, uh, some of these games, uh, You'll definitely have some extra stuff to play there on day one mm. uh, that are worth checking out. As for their regular monthly uh, editions, they have uh, a special bonus for PS5 owners. Uh, that is Bug Snacks. Uh, that's going to be mm. free for PS5 members or PS5 owners. Uh, yeah, and they do make sure to explain that it is uh, just for the PS5 game. Because if mm-hmm. you buy the game outright on PS4 or PS5, you get both versions for free uh, with that, so you're not getting like, the PS4 version as a backdoor like bonus out of this thing. So I think they're probably putting up some sort of special PS5-only version for PS Plus on this, but uh, that'll be available until January 4th. So you get it for the first two months here. Or mm. a month and a half, whatever. Whatever it is. Um, for PS4... Uh, games here. They got two. Middle Earth Shadow of War. Uh, which I heard good things after they, you know, fixed all the uh, microtransaction stuff in there. Made mm-hmm. a lot more friendly, so uh, that'll be uh, an interesting one to check out. Uh, as well as Hollow Knight Void Heart Edition. Uh, which is a game Ooh. that is really quite good. It's Hollow Knight. Yeah. I mean, that's basically, it justifies itself. Yeah, it's uh, it's Metroidvania type game that has a bit of Dark Souls in it. Yeah, uh, and I would say it's pretty. It takes a bit to get into the game because you have to, you don't get automatic mapping. You have to sort of find the dude that makes the maps, uh, and then buy some of the bonuses that actually map it out as you go. That kind of stuff. So there's like a little bit of uh, stuff there that's like uh, makes it a bit tougher early on. But once you kind of uh, get into there and dig into there a little bit, so you'll make it easier and better for you as you go along. Cool. Uh, but yeah, that is uh, that's a pretty good month for PlayStation Plus, especially if you're getting the PS5. Uh, get a good bit of extra games to play. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty cool package, especially if, you, um, if you're a lapsed PlayStation fan or if you're um, coming in for the first time. Like, all of these... Uh, uh, PlayStation Plus collection games are pretty much um, what made the PS4 what it was, you know, save yep. for a very small few. But there's a lot of games in here, and um, I know that um, a lot of us uh, have given the, the the PS5 flack for not having a whole lot of exclusive ex- exclusive experiences. But aside from that, there is a lot available for you to play, and yeah. you know that can't go understated. Yep, yep. So yeah, that is your. Monthly bonus stuff for PlayStation Plus and Xbox Live Gold. Uh, let's get to the... Despite all of the other news that's here, here's the biggest news of all. For yeah, this, this was the one that... Yeah, this one basically dominated the news cycle this week. The game that couldn't be delayed anymore that you probably thought uh, it was safe to to be ready for it to launch here on November 19th. Uh, they found a way to get it delayed. Cyberpunk 27... Uh, 2077 is now coming out December 10th. Yeah. Now, to be fair, it's not a substantial delay. It's no. only another couple weeks. But 
Well, there's a lot of weirdness that goes along with this, and apparently it has something to do with uh, the idiosyncrasies of, like, Poland's tax laws or something. Um, maybe, but I also think it seems like the the short delay makes it seem like it probably failed cert. Uh, yeah, that's also minute. possible. Because it very well would seem like uh, they probably got some sort of Go ahead for launch if their day one update uh, was mm-hmm. able to fix whatever critical issues it had on the old consoles. Yeah, uh, and probably it didn't do do it satisfactorily to whatever yeah. Microsoft or Sony wanted. Yeah, um, and the thing is, apparently, until the public announcement was made, pretty much everyone else in the development team was completely in the dark. Yeah, which people definitely figured out from the Twitter account itself that was mm-hmm. assuring people on the 26th, the day before this announcement, like, yeah, we're still on pace for the 19th. Uh, you can guarantee that. Mm-hmm. Uh, to which people pointed out, like, uh, well, it's good, because I think it was in response to somebody that was like, hey, I just want to be sure I'm going to put in for a day off on the 19th. <laughs> uh, are you sure that this is going to happen? And he's like, yep, oh. that didn't happen. And he's like, oh, glad I uh, double-checked on this. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's not great for the people uh, there mm-hmm. at the studio. Uh, I guess some of it's potentially for insider trading stuff, mm. uh, for people that do have stock in the company. But it's not great that the, the studio's kept in the dark on that kind of stuff. Uh Especially when you get reports like some people are doing, you know, one hundred one hundred hour weeks mm-hmm. right now, which, geez, I've maybe done like fifty five hour week, uh, in real crunch time, and like that was draining. Yeah, so somebody going twice that is unfathomable Woo! for me. Yeah, uh, I mean, like this this one was like to me it was rather blindsiding. I mean, uh, first of all, like. I'm all about delaying a game if it's not ready. If it's not ready, by all means, like, delay it. But, like, you know, considering this game went gold, which we always say doesn't mean much anymore, mm-hmm. now, it, now it means absolutely nothing. So it can, yeah. you, can, you can go gold all you want, but if it's not going to be sometime, who cares? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the, the, these reports about the developers not knowing. So, yeah, it, it, it does, you know, it, it does reek a little bit, not to mention the fact that um, CD Projekt Red was pretty much a good guy developer saying, oh, yeah, we'll never have... Um, crunch or whatever it may be well they had it you know they've, they've delayed it multiple times now and you know like um, like i said before like they're, they're they're the good guy developer but now I, I don't feel that way anymore they're just any other company to me and whether or not this game is good or bad it's just it, it's rough yeah yeah it's it sort of shows a pattern now that we saw mm-hmm. multiple delays on the witcher 3 yeah and that released it was pretty rough in a number of areas yeah it took them a while just to get it to a decent state mm-hmm. uh, on the consoles, and it seems like Cyberpunk's doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Now, like... to be fair, even though that release of Witcher 3 was rough, it was still pretty good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when you're into a game, you can get around those kinds of issues. Yeah. Uh, but this is like a new IP, and... They don't necessarily have that kind of goodwill going with it, so... Yeah. yeah. You don't I also have... want to see how uh, 
I also want to see how some of our peers in the, in the industry take it. I mean, um, I think with the with the game awards, um, they pretty much don't count any game that comes out after after Thanksgiving for their for their game of the year award. Yeah. So this kind of pushes it out. I don't know if they want to be uh, flexible with it. And I know a lot of the bigger sites like GameSpot and IGN, they're they're theirs is like December tenth on the dot, and there's not yeah. going to be enough time because. Um, a lot of us have been, have been kept in the dark as to when the review copies come out too, so we don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it definitely throws things in the into uncharted territory on some of this stuff as far as yeah. uh, the way people want to waste sites and various other people want to like end their year on games like this, and yeah, it kind of uh, tests out a lot of that stuff like. Because I saw a couple of delays happen because of the because of this delay. Uh, mm-hmm. Everspace Two delayed when their early access was going to start. I think it was going to start there in early December. Uh, and they said, "Yeah, uh, we know a bunch of our fans are excited for Cyberpunk as well as people on our team, uh, and we think it would do do us a disservice to release uh, mm-hmm. so close to this." And I think the an update for uh, what is the game uh, Path of Exile. They were planning some sort of big update uh, for uh, the launch, uh, December 10th, I think it was. And they're mm-hmm. like, yep, we're not doing that anymore. Uh, we're nope. going to push it so uh, we don't get uh, compete with this big juggernaut. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, and seeing this news, I was just like, man, why don't they just delay it to the point where they have the, the PS5 and Xbox Series X updates ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. Cause it seems totally like that. that would just solve every single problem here. Because they mentioned, like, oh, we're optimizing for nine platforms at this point, which is Xbox One and X, and compatibility on Xbox Series X and X, uh, PS4 Pro, and compatibility on PS5, as well as PC and Stadia. Mm. And it's like, well, Xbox One and X and PS4 and Pro would probably be uh, the ones that are more challenging as far as dealing with the lower specs on that stuff uh, compared to the new consoles. And it's like, you could solve a little bit of problems here just by getting that next-gen version that seems like the the ideal one for many people on the consoles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just get it all out at once and give yourself time for all this versus just trying to yeah. get this out here before the holidays, for like the last stretch of the holidays. Mm-hmm. They could have also just delayed the console versions of the games because, for by all thoughts and accounts, I, I also read a report saying the PC version was pretty much done. And like, yeah. there, there, there's been so much preview content on the game that looked polished, and I'm like, you just, just give the PC guys what they need. They're, they're not going to be buying a console anyways. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but then you get into some weird scenarios where people are like, oh, they're just double dipping. They want you to buy on PC, and then you get the new shiny consoles or whatever, or the people that mm-hmm. would that would be up for buying multiple versions. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's a whole weird thing that I don't know this really happened before. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe like NBA Elites uh, 11, where it's like they had physical copies printed and some went to stores before they canceled it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that canceled. It's yeah. a totally different store. Yeah, but it's like uh, a thing that was pretty much ready to go, seemed like. Yeah. Got yanked right at the last minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of stuff, where it's just like those games just got outright canceled, and this one's 
Uh, it's kind of a testament to what development is at this point, where it's a lot more flexible and malleable. Uh, you kind of get around some things like this, but yeah, it's it's all kind of unprecedented uh, scenario here. So we'll see how this goes. See if it get del- gets delayed again. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Nothing's out of out of uh, possibility here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is uh, that is the cyberpunk update for this week. Yeah, hopefully we get nothing for next week. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm still. I'm still uh, excited. I'm still can't wait to play it. You know, well, but, you got, yeah. we got more time for Cold Steel Four, Brandon. Yeah, and I'm gonna need it too. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Also, people who are getting Assassin's Creed have more time too. So, yeah, yeah. yeah so sort of a thing. Yep. Let's talk about a game that uh, needed more work: Super Mario 3D All Stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of came, and the the most notable thing uh, myself and many other people uh, had to say about that game was: uh, sure, it would be nice if we had camera options on this games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it seems like Nintendo's finally getting that out of here. They announced on the 16th here in a couple weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. They're putting out an update that adds new inverted camera control settings for all three games. Mm. Uh, and they put out uh, the pictures of each of them so you can see like what they do, which is usually here. I think it's like horizontal camera and horizontal and vertical Mario cam options. And there's flood controls for uh, Sunshine mm-hmm. uh, as well as... Yeah, uh, Galaxy is just horizontal and uh, the horizontal and vertical Mario cams. So uh, some additional stuff there uh, that is uh, nice to see. Uh, make those games a little bit more uh, modern game friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, still seems like they're going to be taken yeah. down in March, so who knows if mm-hmm. they're going to add anything else to these games. Yeah, this was my main criticism with the game. Um, like, especially if you start Super Mario Sunshine after playing Super Mario 64 for a number of hours and not being mm-hmm. able to change the settings, like, it, it made Super Mario Sunshine almost unplayable to me. And, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna try, try to relearn that because I already played that game years ago. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a welcome change, especially since, uh, you know, we're so near to the holidays now and this is definitely gonna be Nintendo's big game for the, for the holiday season. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I still think this package should have been more. A lot of people say, oh, yeah, it, it needs Super Mario Galaxy 2. I mean, to me, like, Nintendo could have done a whole lot more to really talk about the history of the series. Like, you, you compare it to, let's say, the Mega Man collection, where it had a whole lot of, like, developer interviews and old art and things like that. Like, that's some bare minimum stuff that could have made to this game, but, uh-huh. you know, never. Yeah, even things like save states, not just relying oh. on the in-game save systems, uh, that kind of stuff. Because, you know, these are these are old games. Who cares if you're playing through them like they were originally? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to, you just don't use it. Uh, that kind of thing. And yeah, that's like, yeah, that's that's uh, they're solid collections. It's just issues mm-hmm. they make every single uh, flaw with those games very obvious, mm-hmm. more so than most collections would do for those uh, those flaws. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's get to uh, more Nintendo news. They had a uh, new Direct Mini for Partner Showcase. Mm-hmm. Showing off third-party stuff. Uh, and had quite a bit here. Uh, we'll try and go through this a little bit quickly. But uh, yeah, they started off with Bravely Default 2. Showing off a lot of that. Uh, 
the art style on that looks pretty weird. Yeah, like higher higher definition 3D than what the <laughs> DS game was, whereas that was like imitating like the original look, but with like a, a simplified kind of like PS1 or N64 style 3D. Yeah. Here it looks more like uh, I don't know, like maybe Little Big Planet style <laughs> like visuals. Yeah. Yeah, but the character mouse weren't really moving much when they were talking. Mm-hmm. It looks better than Lost Fear and uh, what was the other one? The that RPG Factory came out with uh, I am Setsuna. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's 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 also no Octopath. I'll give you that. Yeah, that game had stuff yeah. for days. Uh, but yeah, that trailer just kind of showed off some story stuff as well as talked about some of the what they call asterisks, which are just jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you can kind of watch that if you want. They did a, a more extended video talking about mm-hmm. uh, the demo they put out earlier this year and like all the feedback they got out of it. It's like more difficulty options and some stuff like that. Uh, yeah, that'll be out February 26th. It's uh, good to see that uh, the the feedback actually matters and things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the main purpose of this trailer was to pretty much show that the game was delayed because it was supposed to come out next month. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like... As far as the direct goes with with RPGs in general, like I love RPGs, but you don't have to spend like you know five minutes of the entire presentation talking about a job system. Like we can yeah. just pick it up. Yeah, when I was watching this again, uh, putting together this outline, about half of it was these first two games, yeah. uh, and then just kind of gonna went through the rest real quick. Uh, yeah, the second game here was Story of Seasons: Pioneers of Olive Town. Uh, the new Story of Seasons game, which is what the original Harvest Moon devs went on to work on. Yep. Uh, so if you're wondering why the Har- Harvest Moon games suck, uh, it's because the publisher of that kept the game and the devs went on uh, to work lost something else. the dev, yeah. Uh, and it definitely, you can tell, like, they are influenced here by Harvest Moon. Because mm-hmm. they just said, hey, uh, fuck a farm. We'll just give you this huge pl- plot of land and you can just do whatever you want with it. Yep. Uh yeah, you can just build your farm from the ground up. It's not like, oh, uh, here's a messed up piece of land. You just gotta kind of tear down all the trees and shit and then build it back up. Uh, it's just like, here's a forest. You can kind of do what you want. Uh, you do have a town of people to uh, mingle with and eventually marry cool. somebody if you want. Uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. That seemed pretty neat as far as just like uh, a more open experience compared to what the these type of games usually are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that'll be out March 23rd, so another game there for the early 2021 release uh, schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second, uh, third game here was Surviving the Aftermath, which is like a post-apocalyptic, uh, like resource survival kind of game, like tycoon mm-hmm. kind of game. Uh, didn't really do too much with that trailer, just saying oh, the Switch version's coming in. Uh, thing, thing is out spring 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, they touched back on Immortal Phoenix Rising. To remind you, it's also coming to Switch. Yep. That'll be out December 3rd. Yep, a month and two days. Yeah, so now that's a week before uh, Cyberpunk 2077 at uh, the moment. I've uh, been kind of... Uh, I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, I kind of like the idea behind this game. Um, yeah. But people have kind of... I've heard mixed views by people. Yeah, uh, I saw some of the footage from the demo uh, mm-hmm. and the stuff that people have been playing. and uh, It looks like a game that Ubisoft made based on a popular game that Nintendo made. Yep. Uh, where it's a lot of grinding, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of uh, 
extra mechanics to it that shows mm-hmm. you like, hey, they want you to spend a lot of time in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of and it feels like a, a light version of like Assassin's Creed Odyssey mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, uh, which is good or bad depending on what you thought of that game. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that seems mm-hmm. like a game that we'll have to really see how it turns out for people to play at extended uh, sessions. Mm-hmm. It still looks interesting to me. Um, I yeah. want to play on PS5 though, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So that uh, that's there, and uh, they reminded us that this Bakugan Champions of Astroya game exists. Mm-hmm. Is that on November, uh, November 3rd? So it's in a couple days here. Yep. Uh, and I assume nobody cares that isn't like under 15 years old. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, it seems okay for what it is, but just. I have no interest in Bakukan as a property. Oh. But hey, for what I do care about, Griftlands, I uh, mm-hmm. played a decent bit of, bit of that on PC, and it's coming out on the Switch. I don't know if it's coming out anywhere else, but uh, that is coming out summer 2021 there. As like a roguelite game where you're primarily doing... Uh, completing your uh, interactions with deck building, with uh, mm-hmm. cards. And that's... Uh, Affects the game more than just combat, because you're also making decisions on how you talk to characters and getting rep uh, for uh, how you deal with different people, and that affects how you can progress through the game, all that kind of stuff. So it's uh, kind of a different take on roguelites, uh, kind of bringing some more story and story branching stuff to it. Uh, So that seems neat. That's yeah, summer 2021, no real date there for that. Uh, they did confirm that Tropico 6 is coming to the Switch uh, November 6th here. Mm. And that was the roughest looking game of these. Mm-hmm. I assume it's a mobile port. Yeah. Because like. uh, I know they've put some of those on the, the phones. And that mm. very much looks like what they did. They ported that to the console, uh, to the Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, which which is fine. Yeah. Uh, it's just very clearly watching that trailer. is like, oh. This is a game that was not meant for this. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of games that were not meant for the Switch, uh, they announced a couple of cloud games. Yeah. Uh, Hitman 3, Ugh. with no real details on it at all of when it was coming. Mm-hmm. Just like, hey, it's here. It's the last game of this trilogy. Uh, I assume if you spend extra money, you can unlock the levels from the previous two games mm-hmm. with that, but no idea what when that's coming or what to expect of it. But uh, the other mm. one was Control Ultimate Edition Cloud Version, uh, which you can play now. It's uh, free up front. You get to play for five mm-hmm. minutes, uh, which means you should run as fast as you can through the stages mm-hmm. the parts so you can get to actual combat and all that. Yeah. Uh, but once it reaches five minutes, it's like you either pay up or leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it had some issues early on because you had to wait in a queue. At the launch? Yep. Uh, but they've fixed that since then. Because I played this earlier this morning to check it out. Like, it looked alright. Uh, it just felt a little bit worse than the, the console or PC versions. And it was like, alright, that's... And I think when you want when I want you to pay for it, it's 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think is a bit expensive for a cloud version of a game. That you yeah. have to rely on a server to be running... Uh, well, too. Alright. Yeah, it seems like a possible way for for some of these uh, higher-end games that 
definitely would not be able to run oh. natively on the Switch to come over, uh, which is uh, interesting. We've seen some of this stuff happen. I think RE7 and mm-hmm. uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey came out on the Switch in Japan as cloud mm-hmm. versions, but you couldn't play those outside of Japan, so that's a whole weird thing. But yeah, it's neat that they can do it. But yeah, you're you're gonna have to stay near uh, access points to be able to even play these games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, many reports on how these games perform, but you know, if if it does well, this could be another outlet for Xbox. Mm. Yeah, uh, I know when uh, starting up Control, it offered an option for a performance uh, version of the game, higher performance version of the game, or a higher like resolution graphical output version of the game. So you could kind of go for you know lower frame rate, higher graphics, or lower graphics, higher f- higher frame rate kind of yep. stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, I mean, that's weird. I played Control on PS4 Pro, and that already had problems. Though I wouldn't want to play it on Switch. Yeah, just uh, I uh, yeah. that, just, that just sounds like a bad idea just from the beginning. I yeah. can say, yeah, we're gonna port Hitman Three to the Switch. What? Yeah. Yeah, it's from the five minutes I played, it seemed to run fine, but also I wasn't at the point of the game where mm-hmm. uh, the performance issues surface. It's like one of the mm-hmm. first major fights you get to uh, where you can throw on explosions mm-hmm. that are pretty cool, but also when they explode uh, and cause all the all this damage to the environment, the game just like, oh no, wait, we can't do this. Uh, slow down. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've I, I've never finished one, but I'd, I'd I'd imagine Hitman Three would be a little bit better because, as you know, as a stealth game, it's a little less intense, whereas Control can get pretty damn intense. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to play a hectic third-person shooter on a Switch in handheld mode is not the greatest experience. Yeah, control-wise, uh, that would be better on a TV, which I didn't try. But uh, mm. yeah, it's it seems okay, but yeah, I would hope. If you're interested in those games, you would have other options. Yeah, because those would be those would be better than relying on cloud versions of these games on a game by game basis. That's why Stadia has not taken off. Mm-hmm. Uh, the notion of just paying for the games outright uh, versus like what Amazon's doing, which is like here's a service you can subscribe to, and you get access to these games. Uh, but yeah, we'll move on here to No, Ma- no More Heroes Three. Mm-hmm. That's shown off a bit, and to remind you that it still exists and it's still coming. Uh, but along with that, they said, hey, guess what? We're also putting out No More Heroes and No More Heroes 2, Desperate Struggle. Those are out now. Uh, and I think they have launch discounts, so you can get them for uh, 18 bucks yeah, instead 18 of 20 each. So you can get a little bit oh. of a discount there uh, if you want to play those. I assume those are motion-controlled versions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's... Uh, that seems neat to offer those. Uh, yeah, and they finished. I think it. they're go ahead of the HD. Version. I think they're ports of the PS3 version. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not completely sure, but those didn't have motion. Uh, I think they did, mm. but I think it just the first one came to the PS3 because I have it. Okay, my, yeah. Because that one's the move game. Okay, I've, I've I've never actually played a No More Heroes game. So yeah, those relied of... on you swinging the Wii remotes around mm-hmm. and like recharging your. Uh, your lightsaber uh, involved you kind of doing a jack-off motion. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the kind of humor that game had. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, that's... these these kind of have my attention, but I have to see how long they are before I commit to them. Mm-hmm. I think they're pretty sizable. You kind of get like a mini open world to them. Yeah, uh, to go around and visit people and do side stuff. Uh, but I don't think they're too like too long. They're not going to be like forty hours or anything like that. I don't think. Yeah. Now I kill. Yeah. Uh, then they finished it off here with two more announcements. Part-time UFO from HAL Laboratory. Uh, mm-hmm. Doing their usual let's make a weird thing uh, type thing, which uh, is like you're controlling like a UFO that it's, has like UFO catcher type mechanics to it. Mm-hmm. Lowers a little uh, thing to grab onto objects and move them around. You're doing like part-time jobs. Uh, so they're like, mm-hmm. hey, stack these cheerleaders. Like you're trying to do a, a pyramid or whatever, and you try and do it as best you can, that kind of stuff. And you can pass a Joy-Con to a friend to play co-op, work together, mm. that kind of stuff. Uh, it seems like a neat little uh, smaller game. Mm. Yeah, this game actually looks pretty fun. Um, yeah. Kind of reminds me of uh, easier snipper clips. Mm. I'll try. Yeah, it seems like a neat little game. Uh, might check it out at some point. It's 9 bucks, so it's not not too costly. Yeah. Uh, I want to say they put this UFO in something else. It might have been that weird gotcha game they put on the 3DS where you're getting the pins. Yeah. Franchises. I want to say they might have put it there or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, It looks familiar. Uh, But yeah, that is... uh, And then they talked more about Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Yeah. Uh, Nothing really new there. Just to announce that the demo's out now and you can... Mm -hmm. Transfer your progress over to the main game when it's out on the 20th. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that is kind of the Nintendo Direct. Uh, pretty solid for what it is. They said it's their last of the year, so no more announcements uh, mm. out of them for the next yeah. uh, two months. But yeah, let's get to the next-gen news, because that is kind of the, the rest of the big news here for the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of stuff came out of Sony, because they decided, hey, let's... let's uh, Flesh out more of the news here. So they announced their PlayStation app on the phones is getting overhauled mm-hmm. uh, with a new design and all that, as well as kind of bringing back the uh, all the messaging stuff and condensing that, as well as, uh, yeah, what they say here, voice chat and party group. So, you know, if you are in a group, you can kind of just do the chat from the phone. Yeah. That works better for you. Uh, natively integrated PlayStation Store so that you don't have to pop out to a browser mm-hmm. and do that. And uh, you're also able to initiate remote downloads uh, for games and add-ons for PS4 oh. and PS5, as well as when they mention here new stuff for the PS5, like being able to remotely launch games mm-hmm. from the phone, which is neat, and manage your storage on your console. Uh, so I assume if you're you know wanting to download something, it's like, hey, you don't have enough room, you can look through and see what you can delete. And yeah, Make room for that, which is uh, sounds really useful. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as quickly sign into the PS5 straight from the app. So doing mm. some good stuff there. Uh, that should be an update that's out now. So on iOS or Android, should be able to get that uh, and check that out. They also put out the form to request an adapter for the PS4 camera for using PS5, uh, PSVR on PS5. Mm-hmm. Uh, which obviously when it this word got out. Uh, people had issues. Yeah. Uh, uh, just clogging up the, the internet pipes there. 
Uh, I managed to mm-hmm. get in pretty early and get my request in, so it hopefully shouldn't take too long. Uh, but yeah, if you need that uh, to use the camera for PS5, uh, PSVR, uh, that's out now. You can check it out. I think it just requires you to pull out your breakout box and yeah. get the serial number on the back of that. Uh, other big news, uh, one of Sony's games for the PS5 launch has been delayed to February 2021. That is Destruction All-Stars. Uh, and in accordance with that, they've made it a PS Plus game for the first two months of its launch. Mm. Uh, and the weird thing is, uh, looking over this article, which doesn't have too much information in it, but it doesn't seem like it was because of developmental dis- uh, difficulties. Mm. Uh, it seemed mostly like they realized, like, there's not much uh, hype for this, especially as a $70 game. Uh, that it might be better to... Uh, push it and find other ways to get it out there. Like making it free for PlayStation Plus members is a pretty good way to do that. Uh, try to get a Rocket League type of uh, uh, life to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hopefully whenever it's out of that uh, PlayStation Plus uh, mm-hmm. program, it's probably at a better price. Because yeah. people were definitely like, oh, 70 bucks. Ugh. Yeah, I, I, I mean, check that out. This game was essentially just a trivia question. Like, mm-hmm. there was no interest in it whatsoever. So, this is probably a good move. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, for two months in PlayStation Plus, uh, that should help out a lot for uh, the game's future, as well as just getting people, uh, having less resistance on people checking it out. Mm. Yeah. They say they're going to have more details on the game in a new trailer this week so you should yeah. be able to see some more gameplay and see what the game is that's also kind of the weird thing is we hadn't really seen much gameplay out of this game either mm-hmm. uh, so yeah they made a smart move I think so hopefully uh, that works out for them mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about something cool that's happening at launch, uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales is one of the more interesting games coming out on the PS5 mm-hmm. uh, as well as the PS4 uh, they announced that uh, they're going to have a suit that you would probably expect, the Into the Spider-Verse suit uh, from the movie. Uh, mm. It actually runs at a lower frame rate like the movie does. So it has that kind of stilted, stop-motion kind of animation to it. Yeah. It just looks really cool. Uh, and if you're worried about that, uh, uh, you can just turn it off because there are... For the for each of the suits, there's like a mod. It adds like a graphical effect or a gameplay effect. You can uh, equip those to other suits if you want. Uh, so you can kind of have uh, mix and match them for whatever works for you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that uh, you can just have the suit itself playing like normally. Uh, the suit just looks so cool, and uh, that effect was uh, very nice to see how it works. Because I think one of the devs on Insomniac was like. Yeah, this took a lot of work because we had to, you know, work with the uh, the animation team and uh, as well as work with the the people that made the movie to, you know, figure out how it works and uh, how to best replicate that in the game and uh, getting the gameplay team to make a character uh, a suit that can run at the wrong frame rate, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of stuff, making it all yeah. work especially well is a, a lot of work. 
when I first heard about this, I thought it was just a pretty cool headline. Um, I didn't really look into it because, like, like you know, it, it, it didn't surprise me to have another costume from a movie show up. But um, what actually got my attention was an animated GIF. And I was like, hey, that looks weird. So I looked closer, and I was like, oh, he's actually in a different frame rate. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah so that's kind of a, a neat thing. And uh, I know one of the other suits is, like, essentially you have a, a bodega cat that's hanging out in your backpack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like helping out in combos and that kind of stuff. So they're definitely going, uh, doing a lot of cool things with that game. Yeah. Uh, speaking of doing cool things, uh, part of Sony's uh, PS5 stuff this week was uh, talking about five games that were coming out on the Switch, like more information or dates or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the games was No Man's Sky. They said, hey, there's this next-gen update that's coming out. Uh, for the launch of uh, PS5, Xbox uh, Series X and S, as well mm-hmm. as the PC that adds a bunch of new uh, kind of more graphical things using the power of the, the new consoles as well as uh, the new hardware for the PC uh, to be able to do more things with the game. Uh, mm-hmm. They went through and posted on their sites uh, a long list of a lot of the stuff that it can do. Uh, things like uh, fuller worlds, so now they can generate more uh, lush and richer and densely populated uh, planets and universes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's more sur- more stuff on the surfaces, you know, more rocks, uh, grass, and all that kind of stuff that the uh, also available to the PC players as well. So mm. uh, kind of fill out the the worlds a bit more, uh, as well as 32 player multiplayer. Mm. Uh, I think it was four or eight before. So now you can kind of bring a whole crew to work on stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Just screw around, whatever. Uh, be able to run at 4K 60fps. Uh, for that, you're going to have ultra visuals for improved shadows, greater draw distances, thousand more objects on screen, improved lighting and volumetric effects, mm-hmm. uh, bigger base building, so you can build uh, say huge off-world communities, build and construct vast complex bases on screen, and render far more on screen. So you can see all that stuff. Uh, warp speed, load times. You can explore the universe instantly with five to ten times reduction in loading times. Uh, which is a big deal for those that have played No Man's Sky and seen how long it takes to uh, especially load in the game uh, at the start. Uh, and now you can do that uh, pretty quickly. Uh, yeah, cross-play. You'll be able to play with anybody on all the other platforms, uh, including the previous gens. Uh, these upgrades are free. For the yeah. new people, uh, for the new consoles, uh, your progress can carry over to the new console. I assume it's on mm-hmm. the same one. Uh, and yeah, they're still going to keep working on the game, so you get all the the upgrades from the before that just now are going to be a bit better. Uh, PS5 is going to get you know haptic controls uh, and the 3D audio, all that stuff. Uh, and PlayStation VR will be fully playable in VR uh, on PS5. So yeah, you're going to have a, a bunch of new stuff that's going to hopefully make this game uh, even better. Yeah. And the new consoles and for people with good PCs. Mm-hmm. So that's good. That'll be out day one, so uh, you can check all that out then. Uh, these next couple are games that have been announced uh, for the PS4, uh, PS5 and uh, maybe the other consoles. Getting dates. Uh, Haven is one. Yeah. Uh, that's coming out December... Uh, third for mm-hmm. PC, which is Steam, uh, GOG, and Microsoft Store. 
PlayStation yeah. 5, Xbox Series X, and Xbox One. Uh, Switch and PS4 are slated for Q1 2021. So this will be a little bit behind. Uh, but that's the, the neat little RPG game where you're playing as a uh, couple that is kind of yeah. going around and exploring and fighting enemies yeah. and doing all sorts of stuff that's kind of not doing the traditional RPG stuff. Yeah, it actually looks really cool. Yeah. Uh, I actually played some of the uh, demo during the uh, summer of gaming on Xbox One. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. Like, uh, the traversal is pretty interesting. But, like, once you get into a battle, um, the left side of the controller controls the guy, and then the right side controls the girl in, in, a, in a turn-based fashion. But, like, mm-hmm. the, the story and all that seemed really great. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm actually uh, really excited for this one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be just about a month away. Yeah, the weird thing is this is from the team that did Fury. Mm-hmm. Which is like a hardcore action game. Uh, so it's kind of a a good bit of change of pace for them. Uh, the next yeah. one here is Temtem, uh, which you yeah. know is coming to PS5, and they announced that they are going to be uh, launching on December 8th in early access mm-hmm. on PS5. Yeah, uh, I guess I'm not the only one to notice that these guys basically just pilfered all of the original Pokemon, and basically just gave them slight redesigns. Yeah, uh, it is very much inspired by Pokemon, made by people that wanted a more hardcore Pokemon game. Yeah. Uh, so that part of the Pokemon community, and these devs have made a game that I think generally focuses on 2v2 battles, so mm-hmm. just one-on-one. Uh, yeah. As well as being kind of more MMO-ish, so you can see other people running around, you kind of uh, trade with them if you want. You know, join. Uh, uh, I forget what the like your guild or whatever they call it here. Uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Or just battle. You know, all that kind of stuff. They say at the launch here on early access, they have about thirty hours worth of content as well as over hundred unique tems. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can play with co-ops. You can join in with friends to work together, or you just don't hang out and do whatever. Uh, and for the pre-order, uh, you can pre-order now. You get a little bit of a discount. Uh, it's not too much of a discount. It's 40 bucks for the base game, uh, 37.49 for the discounts. Uh, pre there's a de- deluxe edition that is 60 bucks, uh, or 57.49, uh, for the pre-order discounts. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you get, uh, let's see, you get pre-order title and avatars as a bonus. Mm-hmm. So there's obviously access to the full game once it's done. And the deluxe edition comes with a, a set of camo outfit stuff yeah. for your character. Uh, so yeah, that's... Uh, and they mentioned that the price is going to go up as uh, they get further into development. Mm-hmm. They say after full release, Temtem will flatten out at forty four ninety nine for the standard and sixty four ninety nine for deluxe. So the earlier you get in, the cheaper it'll be. So yeah, maybe I'll check that out. Mm-hmm. This camo suit they show here looks like uh, like Metal Gear Solid a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's got the bandana, uh, that kind of thing, like a dark blue uh, camo suit. That's weird, but this game seems neat from what I've heard. Yeah, but again, I'm looking at the creature design here, and it literally likes they just mix and matched a bunch of the uh, old Pokemon designs and came up with new ones. Yeah. And they have some weird names for them. I forget what they are. It's been a while since I looked at what uh, at the game, but yeah, 
there's some weird names on some of them. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, that is uh, out on December 8th. Uh, yeah. We mentioned what... Yeah, brother. Go yeah. ahead. Plays the game on a lot. So I kind of shared the same sentiment as Brandon, but you know, I also kind of want to see why it's so popular. So I'll probably yeah. dip my toes in this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I want to see what it is that... Why, why so many Pokemon fans seem to like this, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also happening that week, uh, we mentioned when Microsoft announced like all the games that we're going to have uh, upgrades for Xbox Series X for their launch, uh, mm-hmm. that EA stuff seemed uh, weirdly not there. Uh, Madden and FIFA. Uh, and we found out that's because they're not going to be there. At all. Mm-hmm. Uh, December 4th is when they're planning the launch of uh, the Madden NFL 21 and FIFA 21 uh, next-gen versions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, have to wait a few weeks for that. Uh, they say, you know, the PS5 versions will have uh, haptic uh, feedback support uh, for the new DualSense controller added in, as well as uh, yeah, improved graphics and player detail and all that uh, you get those for free if you already own those games. Mm-hmm. Uh, from now to the launch of Madden NFL 22 and FIFA 22. Oh. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes for the next games, if they're going to keep doing that. Uh, players can carry over their progress and content in Ultimate Team, the yard in both franchise modes in Madden NFL 21, and their progress and content in Ultimate Team and Volta Football in FIFA 21. Additional details on men okay, revealed in the couple, coming weeks. So, yeah, not going to be able to transfer over everything, mm-hmm. uh, which is a shame. But at least, like, the the money-hungry mode is coming over. So you don't have to start over there. Which, of course it is. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, that is uh, EA stuff. Uh, I'm going to move up a story here uh, for next. But, uh, yeah, the... NBA 2K21, we've been seeing that happening and kind of wondering what's new for this thing mm-hmm. uh, coming up. And we found out the, at least one thing is that they are adding a WNBA career mode to it so that uh, you can kind of create a woman uh, who will go into kind of uh, uh, the WNBA and do all the progression and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. uh, as she goes up through the ranks of the league and hopefully winning titles, uh, which is pretty neat. So you can also play, they also have an online mode for this called the W online. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there's that. Yeah. The, my player mode is called the W as in the WNBA. Uh, so that's three V three. My player battles on an exclusive courts with just your WNBA players. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as they have like a commissioner GM, mode as well called my WNBA. Yeah. So that's neat. Yeah. I mean, granted, truth be told, I don't really care much about the WNBA, but this is something that I really want to see succeed. Yeah. I mean, you know, like we, 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 we got to show our uh, equality in gaming and not only that, but I mean, I don't know, but for whatever reason, it's really hard to animate like um, women in, in games. Like they, they're either like, super conservative or or overly sexy and things like that whereas like in in sports games with with all the detail they put into like men's sweat and whatnot it'll be interesting to see the tables turned here so yeah seeing that yeah yeah and they talk about uh 
releasing the ratings uh, up until that launch. And, uh, so yeah, people can check that out. So that's neat that they're adding something uh, uh, nice little bonus for the extra money that that game is going to cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully it does well and they can flush it out even more next time around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, let's talk about stuff that isn't happening uh, for a bit <laughs> here. Ubisoft announced a couple of delays uh, for Far Cry 6 and Rainbow Six Quarantine. Yep. Uh, Far Cry 6 was uh, scheduled for February 18th, 2021 yeah. release. Now it's pushed back beyond Q1, so sometime until uh, March 2022. Mm. Uh, and Rainbow Six Quarantine was slated for a similar release window and pushed similarly to the next cor- uh, fiscal year. Yeah, I don't know if I want to play a game called Quarantine right now. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I think, based on uh, a weird thing they were doing in Rainbow Six Siege. as like, mm-hmm. related to aliens. Uh, kind of a whole weird, like, PvE kind of mode that yeah. they were doing. So that's kind of the, the quarantine aspect of that. But yeah, it's... Uh, uh, they had a nice little lineup there uh, from now until, like, March, I think, with uh, games coming out pretty consistently every month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this kind of blows that up a bit. Uh, I'm not sure exactly why they are delayed, but it seems like just general production challenges due to the uh, the pandemic. Uh, yeah, they say, uh, despite having moved Far Cry 6 and Rainbow Six Quarantine to 2021-22 to leverage their full potential in the context of production challenges caused by COVID-19, our new non-IFRS operating income targets for 2020 slash 2021 remain within the boundaries we set back in May, be able to maximize the long-term value of our IPs while at the same time maintaining solid financial targets. As increasing recurring nature of our revenues, strength of our portfolio of franchises, confidence in our holiday season release date, current support of industry dynamics. Uh, which I think is saying like we're still making pretty good money off of these games. Uh, so these two games aren't going to change that too much. Mm-hmm. I think at least the one benefit for the industry is that people being inside more, uh, they're more susceptible to, you know, buying games, playing them and buying, you know, currency and all that kind of stuff for them. So mm-hmm. companies are doing pretty well, despite the economy, uh, here in the U S and around the world, not doing too great. Uh, but yeah, they, uh, yeah, that's kind of what the rest of this is talking about. Digital sales are doing very well mm-hmm. for them, uh, as well as the rest of the industry. So, yeah. That's uh, two games early next year. You're going to have to wait a bit longer. Who knows when? Uh, and the last two here, we have uh, Microsoft uh, having some more issues with their games. Uh, losing directors for two of their games, Halo Infinite and Everwild. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Halo Infinite one's not really too surprising. They've been doing a little bit of a shake-up there uh, for leads. Uh, bringing in one of the old guys. He used to work at Bungie, Joe Stanton. Uh, it seems like whatever they got going on here yeah. requires them having some people step down. So it seems like Chris Lee, the uh, studio head, is saying that they are taking... Or no... He's the one. Chris Lee is the uh, studio head who was uh, director of the game after the last director left. 
I forget when that was. That was a while back. But uh, yeah, he uh, he's still going to be at Microsoft, just working on something else, uh, or maybe something else. Had three for three. Uh, but yeah, for now, uh, Joe Staten is kind of taking the lead on this and doing whatever, whatever it is that game needs. Which is just weird how this game has been delayed and no idea like what particularly is the reason for what still needs to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not often you get a game uh, delayed and you're like, uh, is it because like the graphics weren't up to par for what people expected or the campaign wasn't ready or multiplayer or what, but it seems like they're just saying uh, multiple factors. Mm-hmm. Uh, which obviously COVID-19 was causing a lot of issues, but that game, as far as we knew, was ready to go for launch, and it seemed like it was going to uh, finish up whatever they were expecting it to do. Yeah. They just put a, a weird delay on it. The overall news is a little bit weirder, just because we don't know anything about that game. So like, mm-hmm. what, this, what effect it has on the game, who knows? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's see. Simon Woodruff was the director for that game, has resigned mm-hmm. from his position. I don't know if he's going to still be there, but let's see. He resigned earlier this month. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. He might have just left Rare completely, but yeah, uh, that's a shame. But also, we have no idea when that game's coming. Yeah. Uh, it seems like it's still pretty early, so... This is not? still uh, Studio uh, 353 or 535 or whatever it is. Uh, rare, is it? Ah, well, uh, okay, yeah, I gotcha. Halo Infinite's 343. Yeah. Both lost their is... pretty quickly, so yeah, this is just weird. Yeah, it's... It's bizarre, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing, considering, like, like you said, like Halo's been under like a, a whole lot of turnover, and Everwild, like, no one knows what this is, and I don't even, I don't think they know what it is. So, you know, they might as well just shuffle things now. And honestly, going into the holidays, this stuff doesn't really matter, considering we don't know when it's going to come up. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the weird thing about Microsoft uh, with this gen is we don't really know when they're putting much of anything out. Mm-hmm. The stuff that they got coming out for the launch window for Xbox Series X is stuff that's generally been out on PC for a while now. Uh, mm-hmm. Stuff that just just getting the console versions out. Uh, coincidentally, with the launch of the new hardware and the stuff we got in the future, uh, it's kind of more nebulous. So, kind of just waiting on whenever they're confident when those games are coming out to have a better idea of like, well, when is the best time to buy this this console? Uh, if you're not necessarily beholden to the old games, uh, BC and all that, uh, or third party stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be, that'll be weird, but, uh, we'll end up here with, uh, a weird bit of movie news. Uh, there's this movie coming out called one up, mm-hmm. uh, that has, you know, like Ellen page is one of the stars. Uh, that seems, they describe it like, uh, uh, where is it? Uh, described like uh, being in the vein of Pitch Perfect. Mm-hmm. It's set in the world of esports with a Gamergate backdrop. Which, like, oh boy. Why does it need to be Gamergate? 
Yeah. Uh, and uh, like esports, esports already has its issues with like you know sexism and stuff. Um, but Gamergate really doesn't kind of doesn't really go into the realm of esports. Yeah, and especially as you can just say you know sexist assholes. You know you don't have to mm. tie it to a specific movement. Uh, especially when uh, you find out that they're, uh, I think Ellen Page's character is named Vivian Lee. Yeah. Which, if you don't know, uh, the weird mascot for Gamergate's uh, mm-hmm. character is Vivian. Yeah. So it's like, okay, is this game being made by Gamergate people or that are sympathetic mm. to them? Like, as it seems like it's trying to do. Like the whole general consensus that she is, uh, or no, it's not Ellen Page is the the main character. It's uh, Paris Baralk, mm-hmm. uh, who is an esports player who quit her college team after enduring sexist behavior from her male teammates. At yeah. the risk of losing her scholarship, though, she's forced to assemble her own team led by an enigmatic coach, led by mm-hmm. Ellen Page. And that's where like the pitch perfect thing is. Like, oh, it's the the weird people. Yeah. Uh, but it's like see this whole thing is bizarre because that synopsis doesn't sound bad and then you add gamergate to it and it just you know throw, throw it out the window yeah yeah because yeah, you're like it's it's fine making a game uh, a movie about women enduring sexism mm-hmm. uh, overcoming it and all that kind of shit but don't have to tie it to a specific group uh, no. especially when the women who had Fish. to endure harassment from that group had their lives turned upside down and still are affected by it. Yeah. It's uh, very exploitive, I think. Yeah. Also because, uh, you know, Gamergate and that whole thing, I mean, let's be honest, it's basically dead now, but, you know, there are still individuals within it who are still causing issues. Um, They are a dying breed very fast, but they are still dangerous. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the, there there was no real reason to bring it back up. I mean, like, say what you want about BuzzFeed, but these, these are smart people, so I don't know what yeah. the fuck they're doing. Yeah. And I love Pitch Perfect, but as we all know, Pitch Perfect is, uh, as far as their jokes go, uh, they're more than tongue-in-cheek. They're direct. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing. It's a weird weird movie that could do fine just on its own for the, the basic premise, but needing to bring in actual name drop uh shitty people it's not great and the main character coincidentally being named after the uh the mascot of that movement also mm-hmm. seems very uh suspect and then you're wondering like how did these people get potentially fooled into doing this mm-hmm. so hopefully either hear about the concerns and make the adjustments necessary mm-hmm. to it or Oh, something happens. I don't know. Or it just it becomes a movie nobody cares about, which seems pretty easy uh, for what whenever this is coming out. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's uh, that's a whole weird thing. When I saw this popping up, it's like that seems a thing that didn't need to happen. But yeah, just what the hell? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're gonna end this. Uh, a general feeling of eh. but uh, excitement for what's coming up here. We got new consoles uh, next week. 
Mm-hmm. God, that seems a lot sooner than I thought. Uh, but hey, we're going to have stuff to do next week then. Uh, try and stream some uh, PS5 stuff when I get that. Yeah, hopefully. and hopefully Craig will sober up. Yeah, we need Craig to to get some uh, water in him, uh, get some bread, soak up the the alcohol that's in his system, and uh, yeah. get to functioning form. Mm. Uh, stop being lazy. But yeah, well, uh, thank you to Brandon Danreb here for being here this week. Uh, we'll yeah. be back next week. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Have a good one.